thoughts of the round table. Okay, we're gonna roll right into it again. Yes, it I is episode three. Honestly, I never wanted to start these. Uh, you know, well, you know, we made it to our third episode recording, which is more than a lot of shows can say sometimes, because shows get canceled sometimes after the pilot. So. I know we we got uh, signed on for ten episodes. At least. <laughs> so I like how we got signed on. We like. signed ourselves on. <laughs> we might have to review that by the end, but I don't know. <laughs> Some like, patron you know, was like, "I'm gonna hire these two for ten we'll, episodes." We'll like set up a mirror on the other side of a table and be like, "You know what, guys? It's just not feeling it." <laughs> I don't feel the cohesiveness. We just sit down with each other. Like, there's, like, Paul yeah. 2 and Matt 2. Sit down with Paul and Matt. I, I'll just say a bunch of, like, buzzwords like synergy. I'll somehow squeak that in there. You know, you got to like, throw in the corporate terminology, too. You like, guys just need space. You know, like, the corporate, means. like, okay, well, the production value, you know, we're looking for profits and, like, a continuous growth in the company. And they'll immediately lay off someone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hire someone to immediately lay them off. Oh, my gosh. That would, talk about, that would be a new standard, like, where we, like, we queue everyone up we're like we're we're hiring someone for season two you know season one was great can you imagine if we actually went to like ohio media broadcasting school or something and it was like we're looking for an intern for this podcast series which and then they might get only sit at my kitchen table with me like by the way you're not actually gonna do anything you're You're just gonna gonna sit in paul's kitchen with us you're gonna sit there and watch this mediocre (laughs) podcast and maybe you could like take some notes about like what works what doesn't work you can maybe teach us how to do it <laughs> you know you can like when you graduate you can be like okay i watched this podcast happen not to do you know like we have a mixer we're really we're legit in a lot of ways so and then we lay them off <laughs> and then we, we have them, them go to an event that doesn't exist <laughs> you know let them go to some bar we make some appearances you know <laughs> yeah. we just go to grocery store so, uh, excuse uh, me this is like do you not know who have the are? intern go up and be like i'm here for the appearance and have like the person not know what they're talking <laughs> we about we have a now. table with giveaways <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like some triscuits like you will set up shop next to like those direct tv people at walmart <laughs> or the ones with the curtains that do your taxes with like polos <laughs> Right next to the lobby. <laughs> it's not like we'll get caught. Nobody actually works there anymore. I mean, <laughs> we can go. Well, if we don't want, if we want to go somewhere place where no one works, we'll go to like Circuit City or something. <laughs> they close. <laughs> Did they? Are they yeah, officially they done? Ex- they've existed since like 2005. <laughs> For some reason, I thought Circuit City was still like they're like <laughs> hanging Radio on. Go to Radio Shack. They're gone too. Wait, Radio Shack's gone too. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Oh my god. We'll just we'll just uh, we'll just hop up shop at Lens Crafters or something. <laughs> 1-800-CONTACTS.com <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh Well, I think it's enough of us just laughing at our <laughs> jokes But um, here's our segment Today's Holy Grail Today's Holy Grail Now, Paul, what has been the light of your life recently? What's been exciting you, keeping you happy? Nothing <laughs> <laughs> That's what that repeated over and over. Like, just like a GIF version of that audio where I'm like, what's keeping you happy? Nothing. Uh, well, it's sunny right now, and we have w- two windows open, so that's about it. Uh, Whoa, two I should windows. Say, I shouldn't be some worse. I don't want to be some morose. It's good. Everything's good right now. Good. I'm leaving the state in two days. Yes, so where are you going? That. California. Okay, and California. So what do you like most about California? Uh, well, I've only been there once. I went to L.A. for a week, a little over a week. And was this honest, after college? Was that no, for your well, dreams? it was actually to the tail end of college because I was like, <laughs> I'm going to move to L.A. and get a job. And then I went to L.A., visited, and I hated L.A. Yeah. I did. But I've heard – I'm going to even more southern. I'm going to San Diego, and I've heard a lot of good things about mm-hmm. that. Plus, it's that was more of a business trip. This is more of a vacation, so yeah. it should be fun. Plus, it's warmer than it is here, so it's fine. By I've now. been to San Francisco twice. 
uh, both for poetry international competitions. Slam you poetry. afforded it? What? Was it affordable? Um, San Francisco's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, it is a little crazy, um, but thankfully it was an all-paid trip because I won, you know, as a poetry, got like on a, it's like it's a scholarship. Legit, actually. Yeah, I, I'm actually a very good writer, rumor has it. But um, it, I loved it. It's like almost Mediterranean. Like in the sense is it of, always foggy like they make it seem? You know, I don't remember too much fog when I was there. Um, but well, how it was, was Danny like, Tanner? It was like a perpetual 70. I missed it. All right. Wait, what? I said, how was Danny Tanner? Oh, is that a Full House reference? Full House reference. Never well, seen Full House. I don't want to see Full House. All right, it's fine. Keep going. Anyway. Oh, no, I was just like, I, San Francisco, I like San Francisco, so. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I had a cousin who lived there for a while, but I think he literally lived in like a closet. What, you mean he was gay, or? I swear to God, this dog. <laughs> Paul's dog is, like, the cutest thing. But she, but, like, like, knows when to <laughs> do these things. She's, like, she will, like, it's, like, a ladybug's outside, and she's, like, nope, nope, nope. It's because kids are walking home from school. Oh, it's kids walking home from school. Turning the TV off, Goldie. All right, sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. But no, my cousin lived out in San Francisco for a while, and I think he lived in like seriously like it was only like three hundred square feet or something. It oh, was wow. like eleven hundred, twelve hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. So I don't know if I could ever. I I want to go to San Francisco, but I know it's expensive. But I, I'd go there. I'd still go there. At least do a day trip down the line. Yeah, but. you know what I always wanted to do is like a West Coast tour. Ooh. Like you start in Southern California and go all the way up to Seattle or vice versa. Oh, I do want to hit Portland. Because I got stuff on the way. I got, I got family in Seattle. I got family in Oregon. I don't have any family in California, but I can be there, so that's fine. <laughs> You're like, I think I can make this work on, <laughs> on the two pennies I make a day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, um, my holy grail, um, so I'm reading, I'm reading a couple books right now because, you know, I'm kind of crazy. But um, one is talking, it's... Um, crazy for reading, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, hey, crazy to read. Um, I think you might have heard of it. It's called uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I've never heard of that. Oh, well, it's like the hottest thing right now. So I decided to read it because it's like, if this is what the kids are reading, and by kids, I mean not kids because kids don't read, um, I <laughs> wanted to read it. Kids you know? can't read. Kids can't read. Kids can't read can't with like a K. <laughs> so, um, and it's a good read. You know, it's talking about like, okay, how do you, you know, just feel better about yourself in today's world? And one chapter that stuck out to me kind of was talking about, oh, you don't want to ever be sure of yourself. And like, it's actually easier to not know who you are than to know who you are. Because I don't know if I'm following right now let me give you an example he talks about how like there's a banker who maybe part-time wants to be an artist but because he thinks i'm a banker like that's who i am he doesn't push himself to try you know to be an artist Mm -hmm. and so i was like sitting there and i was like you know as someone who i feel like and i paul correct me if i'm wrong because i feel like i always talk about this like i'm always in a state of evolution no that's true 100 percent. always in flux that's you're always moving. I'm always just like, what's next? You know, it's kind of like um, I'm like one of those turtles that Darwin comes across in the in the Galapagos. Like, they actually transform. <laughs> transform more in disguise. And that's how we got the idea for Power Rangers. <laughs> but, but you know, it's like, you know, for me, it's like, okay, 
you know, I know I'm always gonna have weaknesses, I'm always gonna have shortcomings, I'm always gonna have failures, but it's like, how can I just get a little better? And obviously, you know, we're not gonna be perfect beings, but that's what I'm happy with. I'm like, this book, you know, is clearly changing lives accordingly, you know, and- God, you make me seem like an idiot. I'm like, (laughs) you're this huge, deep, like, beautiful piece about how, you know, you're changing life. I'm like, I'm not gonna be in Ohio. (laughs) Paul's like, I'm not happy. I'm like, evolution. I think I'm way dumber than I actually think, honestly. No, it's funny because I feel like some people think I'm dumb just because I'm fun and happy. And, like, then when people hear that, like, I actually, like, have, like, a low-key old man inside me, they're like, oh. they're like, I thought you were just, like. I feel dumb. <laughs> like, I thought you were just, like, happy and, like, funny and, like, sexual. I'm like, well, yeah, but, like, <laughs> I'm well-rounded. Have you been, like, in such a good mood that someone actually thinks someone's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some people who like, and I think you probably experienced the, like the energy just never meets, and it's what like you mean you it know, never meets. Like you just meet someone, and their energy and your energy just like it's just it bouncing just back yeah, and forth. Work, yeah, you know, it's ricochet. Even if you're both in really good moods or really bad moods, it just doesn't work. Yeah, you know, and it's not like I dislike someone because oh, our energies don't mix. But um, I think those people though are gonna, in, in in general, for anyone else, it's like okay. They're not gonna vibe off of you, so they're never gonna see who you are. They're just gonna like have this like general statement of like, oh, he's stupid, he's annoying, he's. You I know. never want to meet those people, and I also never want to be that person. Well, I mean, not that everyone there. There might be some people who are always like that, but like, there's people that I've met who I misunderstood or miscalculated. Yeah. Um, you know, just because our energies didn't match. It's like, oh my god, like, isn't she annoying? Then like, ten days, ten years later, I learned she's like Mother Teresa, and I'm like, oh. now are you talking about first impressions? Because I've kind of, I've met people too who like literally have the worst first impression ever. <laughs> like they are just total like they're an ass. Yeah. And then you actually get to know them, and they're great. They're great mm-hmm. people. I've met. I've also met the opposite, where their first impression is really good. And then you yeah. get to know him, and you're like, oh, so you should probably be in jail. <laughs> like, you were the kid who, you know, instead of having your parents sign your forms, you know, you sign them yourself. Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> it's like, tell your mom and like dad you got an app, they have to sign the form. <laughs> Did you ever sign your own report cards? No, you know, because I was actually, I was about like an AB student. Yeah, it wasn't until I got to high school that I, I really did struggle in certain subjects. Um, because I think around high school, and maybe you have felt this too, by like when you're like 12 or 13, you're like, okay, I know what I'm good at and what I'm not. Or what at least, like what I like and what I don't like. I don't remember, I know what I liked and didn't like, but I don't remember thinking what I was good at and what I wasn't. Oh, see, for me, it was like I stepped into, I was, you know, doing, I actually was in eighth and seventh grade, like math honors. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I'm not like that good at it. I just tried hard. And on top of that, I didn't like it. So I entered ninth grade in honors and plummeted out to regular. Like, it was like, it was like a slippery slope. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of one of the biggest regrets I've ever had. Which is? Uh, seriously. When, ever since I was a kid, I was always, like, fascinated with, and I don't know why, but I was always fascinated with, like, weather and, astro- you know, not astrology, but uh, meteorology and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to get into that all the way through high school. And then literally my senior year of high school, I went to music school instead. Hmm. Ended up getting kicked out of music school. (laughs) Ended up in communication. And now I'm in radio. So I missed out. And I really bummed that I never went to meteorology, to be honest. I think I should have. It's not too late. 
I mean, I it's so much math now. I'm so, I'd be so oh, far behind. Yeah. Oh. Though who knows? I might not have even made it in the first place. I might yeah. have gone for meteorology, totally failed, and been working at you know who knows. Well, it's I don't know if you've met this, but like sometimes I'll be like I'll meet someone and like oh like I was on the radio once. Oh or, yeah. Like, I worked as a you know there was actually this guy who was 30 who was like I used to be a meteorologist, but I had to give it up because it was just like there wasn't a lot of money in it, and I'm like. That's the most biggest excuse I've ever heard for getting out of radio. I hear that a lot. Yeah. They're like, I did. And people are legit like, hey, I was in this local station for like five years, but I was broke and didn't want to be broke anymore. That's the thing. You got to learn how to be broke. Seriously. Dude, I, I've been so frugal for years now. And like, it does not bother me that like, I mean, and I don't want to give away my yearly income. It's it's above the poverty line. I don't want to say, you know, we're not broke either. Neither of us no. are broke. And I'm glad neither of us are, but it's definitely harder. Yeah, I you mean, know, it's, you know, people. Some people have the salary where they can afford to like rent out the cabana, and you know, they can afford to go to every Indians game if they wanted to. And it's like, you know, yeah, I don't have as much to do all these awesome things, but yet I still think that I have a, such an exciting life. But yeah, because we're lucky at the same time. Because how many people get to do anything on the radio at all, legitimately on the radio? And it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It is a lot of fun, it but is. it's also very stressful. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, I, was, I had something free, but it's gone now. <laughs> I, always well, I was think like, about, I, like, I was smart for a minute, but <laughs> I think about like I like to think about like past or you know possible versions of myself a lot. Same. Like, what would have happened if I would have done this? And you know what's funny? And I'll, I'll say this now. Um, I had a job offer in Arizona for something in radio. And I don't know if I ever told you this. I don't think I, this is new for me. I'm like, and I did, and I had a, a job offer in Prescott, Arizona. So okay. it wasn't like the biggest. I wanted to go to Phoenix, not Prescott. And Prescott's yeah. like a colder area. It's kind of like almost like Ohio weather. And so I had this job offer for not a lot of money, and I was I was thinking about taking it. I was almost signing the paper, and then I was like, you know what? I just I don't. That's not the area I want to be. I'd be. Mm. I literally would be broke. Like the person was like, I hope you like hot dogs for for dinner every night. Oh. Like they told me that. And I'm like, you know, what? I just want to deal with her, and I'm just gonna stay in Cleveland for a little bit. And then literally the next week, I met Katie, who I ended up marrying. Yeah. Literally the next week. See, that's wild. Isn't that crazy? I'm a firm believer that like a door may close, but there's always gonna be a window or two that's open. Yeah, you never know. I mean, it's it's hard to t you know tell, but yeah. I think you're you're, you're clearly better off. You're married. I mean, some of us out here are struggling to even get to a second date. So <laughs> honestly, like not even. I don't want to like sound rude, but I'm really glad I don't have to date anymore. Honestly, oh my I don't gosh. think I could do it. I never really like. I was never on I never was or I wasn't you know single when Tinder was a thing or mm -hmm. anything like that but I never really like dated in the first does that make sense I never yeah. went to bars and like what if something came to me something mm -hmm. came to me and so today you know to me it's like dating is kind of like being a member of a cult it's like okay well we're kind of all here we kind of believe in the system but like do we really believe in the system and no one actually knows if they're doing the right thing <laughs> like, like do we really want to be drinking the kool-aid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> and then you do anyway and the cult leader is kind of like society's expectations that are like well listen up guys like Ugh. if you don't do this and like it's not gonna be good for you and in the long run we're just like oh okay all right. You want to move on? Absolutely. Friend, marry, or kill? 
I'm gonna give you three options. You gotta tell me who's the friend, who you, would you marry, obviously, in a, in a figurative way, and then who's gonna be killed, unfortunately. And you don't have to do the killing. They could maybe, by accident, fall into a car crash. So. Okay. Kim, Chloe, and Courtney all over the news lately. Uh, I know, and it's it's you know it sucks because I'm not really into the whole celebrity thing. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. I've never really. I mean, I know who they are, obviously. Yeah. Stupid, but I'm like, I don't really follow. Um, this out, and then let okay. me see what you, what you say. I, I know for a fact, uh, Kim would be gone. <laughs> like, not even like that's not even a thing. Okay. So she's definitely the the kill or whatever, and so that leaves. Chloe and Courtney, and I don't know much about either of them, but I'm going to, I'll marry Courtney and then friend Chloe. Yeah, that's what I'll do. You literally took my exact response. Yeah, too. because <laughs> that's literally what I was going to. My logic is Kim's just annoying. She's yeah. like the main one. Whatever. I just I don't need, and she's so like monotone with everything, like mm-hmm. everything in her life. So she's gone. For me, it was just like out of the three, she was my weakest link. Well, I, the thing is, out of all of them, I don't know anything at all about Cordy. You know, the most mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Cordy so to me like is the, the realist. Right, so that's why so I think I would marry. Let Courtney. me see a picture. Can I, I'm gonna pull up a picture because I, I don't remember <laughs> what she even looks like. We exactly. need some like evidence for the but court. like. You hear a lot about Chloe, and that's whatever, but Courtney, you never hear anything about, and to me, that's better, because I don't want to, I don't know, you know, get involved at all that. Yeah, see, I was right. Yeah, that's, I picked the right one. Yeah. They all look very, they're basically the same, though. Can we say that they're basically the same? Yeah, person? they're kind of like, um, like, you're like, oh, I love these ferns, and then someone comes up to you and goes, oh, no, the, the one's not a fern. What and does you're that like, mean? Like you, you look at them and they're like ferns, but like then like you find out that like oh no, like there's actually different subspecies of plants going on, <laughs> and you're like oh I wouldn't have guessed, <laughs> like this is news to me. All right, so what you would have done the same thing? I literally would have done the same thing. I was gonna marry Courtney, friend Chloe. Why? What's your reasoning though? My, um, like I said, me. Kim's my weakest link. I like Kim. I don't mind Kim, but like Chloe, she's just anno- She's the most annoying out of all of them. Yeah, I'd say the least. Like I don't know. I agree with you on that. Um. Courtney's the realist to me. Mary kind of implies more than friend. So it, that one was just kind of like how I put the equation to it. Right. So what do you got for me? All right. This is f- be fun. You ready? Yeah. The last three presidents. Oh, my goodness. Um, just to clarify, it's Trump, Obama, and Bush. Bush. Okay. This, one, this one's easy, to too. Be, this is easy. I was like, this is going to be good. Mary Obama. Because Obama is like America's sweetheart, and let's be real, like every time Obama just like speaks, you're just like, oh. Everybody listens. Um, I would friend Bush. I wasn't a fan of Bush when he was a president, but like I gotta tell you, I'm kind of a fan of like post President Bush. Yeah. You see his art? He like paints and stuff. No now? way. Yeah, you like he paints wounded soldiers, like portraits. And it's, like, actually pretty good. I gotta check that out. See, that's the kind of friend I would want. And then, of course, Trump, I guess, you know, it would be killed. <laughs> <laughs> Were you gonna get, like, arrested for saying that? <laughs> like, this is when, like, the door bust open and, like, the, <laughs> yeah. the FBI are, like, seize. Like, this isn't even published yet. Is the moment we're speaking this and, like, coming down. <laughs> like, we heard you on your podcast. And we're, like, Damn you, Siri. <laughs> like, dang, right? Siri's like, I cannot hear you ever and correctly identify what you want me to do. But, of course, the NSA listens in. By the way, can we just break away for a moment to 
Kelly Clarkson breakout. Yeah, to talk to talk about uh, Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> getting interviewed by Congress, which is the weirdest thing I ever witnessed in my life. By the way, just as before you know anything, he was he had to sit on a booster seat. Yes, the booster was seat. <laughs> what was that about, Mark? I do not know. I honestly do not know. Honestly, but, the whole thing about that was like, you know, remember watching the Social Network, the movie. Yeah, and you're oh, like, yeah. oh my god, Mark Zuckerberg is kind of a badass, and then like you kind of see real Mark Zuckerberg, and you're like, oh, like not really that much of a badass. Yeah. But then Apparently you see Mark Zuckerberg too. who goes in front of the, the the hearing, and he just looks like he looked miserable. Oh yeah, he like and he had bags under his eyes. He looked so pale. He was probably like, prepping. He was hiding head. underground. And I kid you not, I was like, this dude's gonna show up in a hoodie. I I thought he would because he does it for everything. Yeah, but he wasn't. But it was so weird because. Obviously, the senators and House members are very politically intelligent. Oh, like, yeah. They're intelligent people. And he's very technology or technologically yeah. in, in intelligent. But they just could not understand each other. <laughs> like, they just couldn't get each other. They're and they like, were asking questions about, like, um, what, what was the one that, like, they asked how, like, if Facebook is free, how does it make money? Oh and he's God. like, we sell ads? Like, yeah. what, how do you not know how that works? <laughs> or like, can you just imagine a center like, Mr. Zuckerberg, I got a question for you. Um, when I go to upload a photo, it puts it as my profile picture and not on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you start giving, like, <laughs> IT help. Like, I can't share this photo, and I don't know why. How do I fix it? And, like, someone settings? else is like, so I was like, well, I want to have a status, uh, you know, Mr. Zuckerberg, but I don't want it to be with everyone. How I do I not show friends. this to my mom? How do I block her? In? But um, Mr. Zuckerberg, how do I link my Facebook to my, my Twitter? <laughs> my well, they also own. But um, what was really funny is you know he had the upper hand because literally everyone sitting in that room has a Facebook probably. Every single center at least has a Facebook. Dude, page. I've been thinking back and forth. I'm like, do I want to delete my Facebook or not? And like, I, I you can't even delete it anymore. You can just disable it. Really? It's there you have it. It's That's weird. So you can't even like, you can't delete it. Like the only thing you can do is disable it, so it goes away. Yeah. But it's never gone. It is See, like there. I don't update mine. Like I haven't updated mine since 2015. Seriously? Yeah. Well, then. Like the photo, the, my current profile picture anyway. is. Me on my 21st birthday, which was 2015. Wow. Like, that's my profile picture. See, I'm, so. I'm usually on it every day posting really weird stuff. I'll, like, jump on just to get my notifications, but, like, I look at them real quick, and then I'm off. I like to read really weird articles that everyone, like, hates and argue. <laughs> I love internet fights. Internet <laughs> fights are the greatest thing in the world. I also love going to uh, pages that do nothing but repost old people talking to companies. <laughs> like okay. the old lady who that's messaged funny. Advil and asked where the Malaysia plane was. <laughs> that was like, give it back, Advil. <laughs> <laughs> Advil never answered. <laughs> what about you, presidents? Friend, Mary kill. The same, what you said. Yeah, yeah like I, but your reasoning is pretty sound. I didn't yeah. think about. We're going to come up with it. some harder ones next yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, this or thought. And basically, I presented us a couple things, and we got to pick. So, uh, coffee or tea, Paul? Coffee. I hate tea. See, I love I tea, really but coffee just like I feel like I drink more coffee because coffee, like I, I feel the caffeine. Tea's like if I want to grab a cardigan and I want to sit it's down just, and like feel good about it. But all myself. it is is leaf water. Like it tastes like warm <laughs> leaf water. Now, granted, coffee's just bean water, but yeah. I mean it's more flavored. It's elevated, you know. Plus, tea doesn't do anything for me like energy-wise. Okay. So it's see, doesn't... I feel refreshed with tea, but coffee gets me going. 
Oh, gets yeah. the people going. I've had too much of it at this point, though, so <laughs> it's like, it doesn't really work anymore. Uh, speaking of fern, cactus or fern? Cactus. I love cactus. Look around where we're sitting. There's like probably at least one visible cacti. Why okay. cat ate the one? So that one. I'm, I'm actually looking around. I don't. Um, there should be. One. I don't know. There's like not a physical cactus, but like a little cactus. I have thing. to confirm oh, this. There's one right there. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, I like fern. Don't get me wrong, but cactus. There's something more like they're so versatile. They, poetic. They literally can survive in anything. Like I'm sure there's more poems out there about like the brutality of a cactus than like of a. Of but how a it's fern. got a soft inside. Yeah, and the juice, and cactus the, juice. And then a woodpecker, how it like. Yeah. Gets in there. I don't know. Uh, banjo or ukulele? Mm, I'm going with ukulele. I guess it depends on what it's for. Now mm. that I think about it, because banjo music, like twangy banjo music, I don't like. Oh, same. But a banjo and a polka band sounds pretty good. You know, that's a new revelation for me. I've never heard of that. Yeah, and ukulele, ukuleles are always awesome. So, but I'd, I'd still probably go with the ukulele. I think ukulele. Um, mainly, well, you know what? If mandolin was on this list, I think I would give it to the mandolin. Mainly because "Losing My Religion" by R.E.M. is one of the mm. best songs of all time. All right, now I got one for you. Okay, shoot. If you have to get what are your what are your two favorite uh, music genres? Two favorite electronic ones? and indie. You have to get rid of one forever, <gasps> and like you don't even well you remember it, but nobody else does. Um. See, like the thing is, I think if you get rid of either, they make a resurgence eventually. No, no, they're never coming back. <laughs> they're like science sealed delivered. They, they, they are never they're in the Disney. Um, then I'm gonna have to say indie because there's a lot more genres really? closer to indie than electronica. I mean, That's, what kind of electronic are you talking about though? Um, like all sorts. Like, give me an example. Um. Oh, good question. Well, right now I'm really into like Alice in Wonderland dropped her new album. Okay, so you're not talking like Skrillex, or is that is that weird? Well, no, Skrillex is electronic. Okay. It's a very large like house music. I mean, everything house, trans, ambient, um, spatial. One of my buddies is in a band that does nothing but ambient sound <sighs> music. And he makes a killing off literally just making ambient sound music. It's nice. It's crazy. Like, I would never think to do that, but I guess. Yeah, I guess maybe that's the future of this podcast. Maybe our podcast becomes an ambient podcast. All right. Now I got another one for you. Mine are kind of situations. I like else. it, though. I like it. You have to camp for a week in the desert or in the Antarctic. Which would you rather do? Um, well, the Antarctic you is drier than the way. desert, so I'm going to go with the desert. It's drier than the desert? Yes. What about the snow? There's Well, it's all ice. Well, can't you chip some off? <laughs> I mean, to make a cube? But it's going to be so cold. Like, I, I don't... At least in the desert, like, I can, like, come across an oasis. Isn't the Antarctic technically a desert? Yeah. That's why it's the driest place on Earth. That's ironic, isn't it? I mean, Alanis Morissette thought a lot of things were ironic, too, but some of hers weren't really ironic. They just sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and an easy one. Apples or oranges? Um, apples. Even though, listen, listen. If you had said apples or... Um, tanger not tangerines, uh, clementines. I would have been like clementines Those all the way. Great. Clementines are amazing. But like oranges are tough to peel. They're not that sweet. You don't get a lot out of it, and you still like even after you peel an orange, there's still all that like like shell residue. It's kind of like me. Once you peel back the layers, they're still crappy. Got to deal with. <laughs> but oh, I was like, okay. I identify as an orange. <laughs> okay. Last thing. Shoot. Stories from the peasants. In this segment, Stories from the Peasants, we talk about experiences at present, previous, past workplaces. So um, I took up a winter supplementary job. 
I love how you call it a, not just a side job or a second job, a winter supplementary job. Well, so basically I went in the winter and I work in industries where like summer is key. Like, you know, so I work a lot in the summer and I get to winter and I'm like, oh, like I need to pick up like a little something, something. So I picked up a little something, something. And long story short, it's supposed to be seasonal, but they loved me and they're like, we want, we want you, we want you. And I was like, okay, I can afford to do like two shifts a week. You know, that seems reasonable. Well, anyway, I was in there literally yesterday and it was just like, you know, it's a customer based job, you know, it's customer service and you know, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, do people just, when, when they go shopping or when they go out to stores, do they just, like, do most people just suck? Yeah, yeah, basically. If you get a group of maybe 10 people, no, let's go with 100. Mm-hmm. You get a group of 100 people together, 98 of them suck. Seriously, like, just people were, like, just sucky. And then on top of that, like, you know, like, we were, we're so understaffed at the moment. So it's, like, not only am I, like, working for, like, two people, but it's, like, I'm also not getting paid that much for it. And it's just, like, the morale is low. But I'm not even getting you. In the span of, like, two minutes... I had a lady who was like, I need to, like, know about the product. And I'm like, well, one second. Like, I'm dealing with a, an old man who lost his coat. And, like, it sounded like his coat was stolen. And then another woman was like, I need someone to open the CD for me. I can't open the CD. And I'm like, what is going no on? Even hit Spotify. That's I open your CD. <laughs> it's literally like a like I was babysitting. Like, I felt like I was a daycare. Like, okay, we're going to get your CD open. One second, we're going to find your coat. Okay? We're going to help you look at the technology. One second. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, oh my gosh! Like, I, I think everyone should work customer service for at least a year in their life. Ugh. Like mandatory customer service. Training, <laughs> like, honestly, like, can you imagine like like a trailer for that like dystopian movie? Oh like, God. in a future where everyone has to work one year of customer service. I used to work at a grocery store, and I had a lady hit me over the head with an ear of corn once. <laughs> so I, anything goes. Was it corny? Yeah, actually, it was. <laughs> it really was. Um. See, like, I don't mind, like, I love serving, bartending, because these are gigs where it's like, okay, yeah, you kind of get put through the ringer, but, like, you and get you have a nice... chance for tips, too. Like, no one's yeah. tipping you for opening their CD. <laughs> right? Like, Honestly. thank you for opening the CD for me. Here's, like, a dollar. No, they don't do that. Here's so it's a quarter, like, kitty. Like, oh. Um, I, yeah, that's why it's different. You know, like, I don't mind. I'll put in, like, 150% when, like, the money is 150%. But, like, when the money, it's, like, when I'm a peasant, stories from the peasants, you know, throw back yeah. to our title of the segment. It's, like, why am I, like, dying? Right. Well, it's, it's funny. This I, It reminds me of one of the greatest things I ever saw at a retail job. It was this guy who just got hired in our department. Yeah. And it was always, when I was at the store, and he was this big dude. Obviously, could, he was worked out, could throw around a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and move fast. And he was, like... He was like trundling along, you know, kind of doing whatever. And our boss came up to him and was like, hey, you need to work faster. You know, you need to get stuff done. And he looked this guy, this is his first day, <laughs> looked him square in the eye and said, you paid me $8 an hour. This is my $8 an hour speed. And walked away. Mm-hmm. And the boss had no idea what to say to him because well, it's like, okay. I agree. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you could attest to this too. It's like, okay, one job pays you 8 one job pays you 15 Which job do you, you work harder at? Yeah. And that's why people are like, well, I don't get why people are so, like, complacent in their jobs. Well, it's like half the time, they're not making that much. So it's like, I don't blame them for not working. And if there's no incentive of a raise, it's like, why am I going to work harder if I'm just going to get the same stuff? Yeah. That's why, like, you know, like, in the company, the Fortune 500, what are the best companies to work for? Oh, they give excellent salary. They get excellent benefits. They have good company morale. Like, they don't hire stupid people to be the bosses. That's what I hate, too. I'm like, there's certain people that, like, get hired 
to be management. And I'm like, who, who, who hired this person? Like there's someone at one job where they're so deflating. Like it's always like, I feel like I'm a tire that's like on a slow leak <laughs> and I get, and I, and I have to work with this manager. I'm just like the car's in a ditch, like with, you know, one yeah. wheel, like yeah. deflated, like, you know, everything is like a side comment with like, you know, an insult attached to like the task at hand. And it's like, who hired you? <laughs> like, like, did you like do a jo- like a Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde thing where you were just like, I am an empowering leader and like, here's my references and like, I love working with staff. Then you turn around and you treat your staff like crap. Like, well, I feel like we, we've gotten to the point where you don't get anywhere in any sort of job unless you cheat someone out of something yeah. or mean to someone or something, you know, screw someone out of something. Or you're simply like, I guess like you're simply had the, like, Oh, I've been here for 10 years. That's why I'm the manager. And then you can do anything. You get 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Come an ass. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, well, oh. anything else, Paul? No. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Any final. Th- oh, that's how we see. That's we should close every episode with final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, I gotta get the jingle ready for that. I'll be like final thoughts. Uh, uh, I have one thing to say. Uh, oh, say it, Paul. Uh, drink your milk and stay in school. I was like telling people that. I like that. Even people were like 50 years old. I was telling them, drink your milk and stay in school. <laughs> Don't do Mr. drugs. <laughs> Mr. T used to say that, so I got it from him. I like that. Um, those old edge mine might not be as prolific. I'm going to say, um, you know, be you until the day you die. That is and prolific. then maybe you'll be someone else or in heaven. I quoted Mr. T. That is more prolific than mine. So. <laughs> I like how once again, like I say something deep, and you're like, "Damn it!" <laughs> Whatever. I'm, I guess I'm just not. <laughs> Paul's like, "I'm a simple guy with simple quotes." <laughs> I'm an orange. You got to peel back the layers. To get to the <laughs> and then you got to find a dry orange underneath. <laughs> as dry as the Antarctic, as we uh, found out today. Okay. Adios, amigos. Later. Thoughts of the Roundtable.